Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Wow. Hey, good morning. I don't know how to follow that. That's a fun little comedy club we had going up here this morning. Thanks, Clinton Rose. It's like you guys love each other or something. Or something. Really nice. Wow, what a beautiful time of the year. Can I get an amen on this is nice? Yes. My favorite, personal favorite month of the year is September, is right now. These cool, crisp mornings. Are any ladies rocking the the boots and the pumpkin spice latte? Yeah? Oh, Caitlin, I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. All right, well, she's, you're, you're starting it in. That's right, nice. And then we even have... Labor Day off? Is anyone working on Monday? Oh, man. We have Rose, healing prayer, line uh, aisle four. We, we have a prayer team, if you want to stay afterwards. Pray for that? Okay. Sorry. I have tomorrow off, and I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, thanks so much for coming out. Wow, full house. So, all right, I have a son, and his name is Jeremy. Jeremy actually is running the video this morning. Do not be zooming in on my nose hairs, please, Jeremy. That's just weird, all right? So Jeremy, great guy, many of you know him. Back when Jeremy was seven, eight, something like that, he, uh, we were at a friend's house, and this friend's house had a big deck and a pool, and we were having just a fun day. There's a picture of, that's not their deck, but the, the deck boards ran on an angle like that, right? And a few of the deck boards were kind of sticking up on the end, and you might know where this is going here soon. Jeremy was barefoot running across the deck like this, and I always tell him, pick up your feet. Well, that day he was, you know, being Jeremy and just running across the deck. Well, his poor foot found one of those angled boards that was sticking up a little too high, and I got to say, I've seen a lot of splinters in my life, but I've never seen one that big and that deadly and deep into his foot. This splinter was a giant sequoia headed for China. It was bad. <laughs> so it just so happened at the house that day, the, one of the, the lady that lived there, she's a nurse, and hey, I've got some numbing stuff. We can numb it and try to pull it out. Jeremy was freaking out. He was sweating, poor guy. We were trying to, we, I was like, no, we're not gonna do this. We tried, stop, I'll do it later. I'm his dad, I'll take care of it. So we got home. Dad, the hero, says, we're going to do this. And I do remember having this conversation. I confirmed it with Jeremy. He remembers it too. I sat him down. I said, Jeremy, you're going to need to trust me. This is going to hurt, but if you trust me, I can do this. And he did confirm, remembering, telling me he trusted me. I don't think I was strangling him or anything, making him trust me, but he did. So I ended up having to literally lay on top of him, wrangling his foot in my arm so he wouldn't be able to move it. And we even, he reminded me of this, we made, we made him eat potato chips to keep his mind off of what was going on back there. That would be a life hack. And uh, that would have been my life hack, maybe, if I would have talked. Long story short, after some agony and some tears, I got that two by four out of his foot. And... I felt for the kid. It was bad. It was very, very bad. But 
I say all that to say Jeremy wouldn't have been able to allow me to do it had he not trusted in me, okay? All right, it, as hard as it really was for him, and it was painful, I, I was digging deep. It was bad. Probably should have gone to the ER. Money was a little bit tighter back then. Sorry, Jeremy. But uh, <laughs> he had to trust me. He di- and he did. He did trust me. Even though it was hard for him and it didn't quite make sense why I was doing this to him, he trusted me. So in today's day and age, it's kind of hard to know who or what to trust. If we're not sure who and what to trust regarding like news media um, or, or whoever is out there being a, a, any kind of reporter, it's understandable because you might know not the full truth is given all the time, right? It's, it can be maybe just a partial truth or sometimes they're downright false. Many of you know what I'm getting at. It's hard to, to figure out what's true out there. I just wish that whatever news article comes my way that I see or I hear is the truth, or at least the whole truth, good grief. And I admit, I personally have seen headlines, just headlines that I agreed with and I ran with it as, yes, that's true, I know it's true. And if someone asked me about it, I, I, don't, I, I guess it's true. And it might have not turned out to be the truth. With our social media platforms that we have, anyone and everyone is now a newscaster. Contradicting stories are everywhere, and they're all claiming to be true. So if you're thinking this morning, good grief, what is true? I know, it's a good question. So just recently, a couple weeks ago, there were some Facebook posts that drew a lot of attention. One of them is going to be up here very soon said, the fact that the DNC omitted under God from the Pledge of Allegiance on a national platform should worry every believer. The next one. The DNC omitted one nation under God from the Pledge of Allegiance. It was thought to be offensive and may trigger some people. All right, so I admit, when I see that kind of stuff, it's like, ugh, what's going on? What's this world coming to? Let's not get rid of God. We can't do that, guys. Come on, no, no. And I take it to think that Oh, they're just eliminating God from everything they're doing. Well, looking into that story a little further, it's not the entire truth. What happened is, yeah, that was eliminated from two of the caucus meetings. It was the LGBTQ caucus meeting and the Muslim Delegates and Allies Assembly. Those were found, those, they were found to have omitted the words under God from the pledge. But what really did happen on the four mainstream events of the four nights of the DNC, they left under God in the Pledge of Allegiance. So, okay, all right, all right. So those weren't entirely true, okay? So what do we get from all that? Again, I just wish I could just trust every news story that's out there. But if, we're all, if all we're doing is trusting in the news media, in talk radio, in our, our, um, the news on the TV, or podcasts, whatever we're, we're doing or we're confiding in, our outlook on life is going to be kind of shallow, kind of blurry. Our forecast is we can't see that far out, folks. I'm not saying you can't trust in anything that's 
that's being spoken, any kind of reporting. I'm not saying that, okay? But just, just be thinking about it when you're trusting in that stuff. So if you're wondering this morning, which news media can I trust? CNN? Fox News? BBC? Facebook? Twitter? I'll tell you who you can trust. God's word, okay? This time, Clint's going to come up and close. No, that's not it. But that's, but that's literally what is all we need to hear this morning. Trust God's word. Well, we're going to hold, hold that thought this morning. We're going to be reading some verses in the Bible in the book of Proverbs. Uh, it's right, if you've brought your Bibles and you want to follow along, Proverbs is pretty much right in the center if you hold your Bible like this and you open to the center, look at, no, oh, I didn't find it, but it was close, all right? It's right, after, it's right after Psalms. I did find mine pretty fast. I have a bookmark in it, but Psalms, then Proverbs, it's right there. So if you want, follow along with your Bible. I've got it on the screens back here as well. So just two verses. I like to keep things as simple as possible. Go ahead and put those up. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight the title of today's teaching is faith believing in a trustworthy God we're going to be looking into the importance of who we're trusting in trusting in God as opposed to humanity ourselves but before we go too much farther, let's pray. God, I ask this morning that you would give us listening ears and soft hearts. God, give me the words to share. I pray that what you want us to hear this morning, you'd, you'd give me the strength and the wisdom to say it. We invite you here, God. Thank you for this time. In your name we pray, amen. You know, y'all, we can still trust God. Amen. We still can. Even in the middle of 2020, <laughs> we can still trust God. Even in the middle of this worldwide pandemic, we can still trust God. Even in the middle of a health crisis. We can still trust God. Even if we're not sure how we're going to pay that next bill, we can still trust God. All right, so I have two points I'd like to go over today. If you've got a handout, now would be a great time to really be paying attention, put some notes in there, be good students. You don't have to if you don't want to. So the first, first point is, we should still trust God because he is smarter than me. He's definitely smarter than me. <laughs> he is smarter than me. All right, so in the book of Proverbs, a guy by the name of King Solomon wrote almost the entire book of Proverbs. And King Solomon, if you're not familiar with him, he was, in fact, the wisest man in the world, next to Jesus, of course. But just a little account, just to kind of give you a quick, 
briefing of, of how he got his wisdom. This happened back in 2 Chronicles chapter 1. Read of that in verse 7. God appears to Solomon and he says, what do you want? Here's what he says. That night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Wow, that's kind of fun. Solomon responds this way. He says, you have made me king over a people who are as numerous as the dust of the earth. That's a lot of people. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, since this is your heart's desire, and you have not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you king, therefore, wisdom and knowledge will be given you, and I will also give you wealth, possessions, and honor, such as no king who is before you ever had, and none after you will have. All right, with all that in mind, okay, yeah, he's a pretty wise guy. Not a wise guy, but a wise guy, right? So let's read Proverbs 3, 5 again. It says, I've added some bolds in there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So looking into that a little bit further, when, it's, when he says lean not, what, kind of, what does that really mean? It's talking about dependency, Right? Kind of like flipping on a light switch and you just depend that the lights will come on, right? I'm counting on that to happen. And I dug a little deeper in, in the original Hebrew of lean. It's from the word shan. If anyone's in here fluent in Hebrew, I apologize for butchering that word. But shan, it signifies to lean upon, to rest upon, just as a man rests upon a spear for support. I forgot my spear at home. I was going to lean on my spear, but I don't have a spear, all right? So the commentary went on to say, its metaphorical use to repose confidence in is derived from the practice of kings who are accustomed to appear in public leaning on their friends and ministers. So just as someone would lean on a friend to hold them up when maybe their back just went out. I know we have some Ruth's nodding her head. And that person is holding you up. And if that person would leave, you'd fall. That's the kind of leaning on and depending on your own understanding that Solomon is saying, don't, don't do that. Okay? Solomon is not saying, don't use any of your own understanding. No, we need to be, we need to be able to use our God-given understanding to make decisions in life. I'm not saying that, okay? Be smart about it. However, should not trust our own ideas to the exclusion of others. We must not be wise in our own eyes. Proverbs 3, 7 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Also, 26, 12 says, Do you see a person who is wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for them. Ouch. That one hurts a little bit. See, we should also be willing to listen and be corrected by God, by God's word. Bring your decisions to God in prayer. Lean on him to give you the understanding that you need to make those decisions. So God is smart enough to create this existence, okay? If he can do that, and if he's that smart, why would we not put our full trust in him? 
All right, so who do, who do we lean on? For me, there was a, a time in my life, my wife and I's lives, that we were really needing to lean on God in, in a special kind of way. We had felt back in 2008 that God was calling us to move back to Costa Rica. Some of you know we used to live in Central America, and we were in Nicaragua for a time, came home, and we felt God calling us back. And we had to, our missions agency that we were going through had to, they needed to know a date. Like, okay, when are you telling your supporters? When are you leaving? Oh, I don't know. So we prayed about it. And this was in October of 2008, right? So we prayed. Separately, we were praying. And both of us heard December. Next year, right, God? Not, not this December. That's like, you realize, Lord, that's only a couple months away. <laughs> yep, December. Okay, so that didn't make too much sense, but... We went with it. Okay, December, that's when we're going. At the time, though, oh well, uh, to make it matters worse, we didn't even have 50% of our support, our financial support that we needed to be there. We didn't have, even have 50% raised or committed. And Krista was very pregnant, about ready to pop with Jeremy. He was due, his due date was the beginning of November. So, and we got a lot of flack for it, too, from, our fam from family, friends, are you sure about this? What if Jeremy's not healthy? What are you doing? You don't have all your money yet. But we stuck with it, trusted God. And in the end, we did, in fact, leave for Costa Rica December 31st. We just <laughs> squeaked in there. But we left in December. And it was very soon that we realized why God wanted us to leave in December. It was pretty apparent. Soon after we got there, the leaders of the, the entire ministry had unexpected travel come up. They couldn't even be around. And so we were now pretty much in charge, running it. Kind of freaky. We led some teams that came down. We had interns that were new, had to take care of them, had to take care of other decisions that the ministry was making. Wow. Thank you, God. That's why you said December. <laughs> okay. What if we hadn't trusted God and just gone with our own understanding of what made sense? I don't know. Things might have worked, but I guarantee you they wouldn't have worked out like they did. See, trusting God does not necessarily mean it's going to make sense. That's an important one. And that is why Solomon is saying, do not lean so hard on your own earthly understanding, okay? We're down here. God is way up there. Our own understanding is too nearsighted. God simply knows best. Because it really didn't make sense for us to leave in December. <laughs> the missions agency had a policy. They don't let people leave until they have at least 80%. But they said, okay, this is God. We're letting you go. They made an exception. And it was God. Had God all over it. Here's a little thing you can write down. Wise philosopher once said, our own understanding is of this world. God's understanding is out of this world. It was not a wise philosopher. I just made that up. But I think it's I think it's pretty true, okay? So that's point number one. 
We should still trust God because he is smarter than me. Now point number two, we should still trust God because he straightens our streets. My friend Matt LaFree might like that one. He likes alliteration. Straightens our streets. Proverbs 3, 6. Let's read that again. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Folks, if we're forgetting to put our absolute trust in God, our outlook, our paths are going to be pretty crooked, pretty wayward. In our lives, we're going to struggle when we're on those crooked paths. Sure, we can be making some progress, okay? I'm making some progress, but it would have been a lot faster just to do this, right? Okay. It's going to be hard to be on our own crooked paths with not submitting our ways to God. All right, so several weeks ago, a group of men here from this church, uh, eight of us, myself included, had the opportunity to go up to northern Minnesota, and we enjoyed an awesome men's wilderness trip. Uh, Some guys that were on that trip are here in the room with me this morning. We can testify to how awesome it was. I'll just put a plug in here. Guys, if you haven't done this kind of a trip in your life, I highly recommend at least consider it. It was really good. So there's a picture. This is, this is based, this is a, we didn't take it. We weren't up that high, but that is the Boundary Waters. It's right up in there on the Canadian border. It's just a bunch of lakes and lakes and lakes and really nice places to camp. So we were there. This was meant to be a hard trip, and it was. <laughs> it was hard, but it was really, really good. It was really good. One of the best weeks of my life. So on this trip, um, we were paddling. We're a bunch of newbies. We don't, we're not the expert canoe paddlers like Clint is. Clint led, and along with his cousin Randy, and one day we're, we're paddling across the lake, and he was explaining to us, okay, guys, it, you see how if your canoes aren't staying in a very nice straight line, you're spending that much more energy just to get from here to there. And he reminded us of the, the basic point that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, right? Yeah, we know, we know. Well, now show us, right? Okay, show me you can paddle straight. Okay, we're working on it. All right, so what we do on this trip, you paddle across those lakes, you paddle and you paddle, then you paddle some more, and then you paddle, and then you get to the, you get to the other side and you get out, you pull up your 2,000-pound pack, put it on your back, and then you put the canoe on your back, and you go. You portage across the land until you get to the next lake, and you repeat. Some of you are thinking, that's fun. Yes, it's very fun. It is fantastic. Don't forget, it's very beautiful up there. So on one day in particular, I was, I was canoe buddies with Clint, and Clint was leading that day, and so we were, in the, we were in the lead, naturally. And I was carrying the canoe that day, and what you do when you portage, the guy carrying the canoe takes off first, and then the other guy kind of picks up everything and just and follows after. So this, some of the portages that we were on were just beautiful, walk in a park. It's like you're at Oxbow, just on a really nice little trail. You know where the trail is. Some of the portages were not so good. It's like, wow, these are hard. Good grief. 
really long and rocky. And one portage in particular was absolutely awful. And it was the one where I was out in front. And you, you couldn't even really tell where the trail was. The guys in here will remember, they might know where the trail was because they saw us stomping through it, but I couldn't see the trail very well at all. Several times I had to stop and, and confide with Clint, like, Clint, where is this trail? I don't know, maybe here, maybe there. We were, I was everywhere. At one point, I definitely was not on the trail, and I realized this is not right. Well, just then, I heard the guys way back here, 40 yards back, say, hey, we found it. It's over here. Sweet. Okay, I'm turning around, and by the time I got going, they had already taken off. I'm like, guys, are you serious? So I get over there to find out where they went. I couldn't find where they went. By the way, don't hire me to track anything. I'm not... I was amazed how badly I was getting lost out there. Well, eventually, soon after that, I started, well, I think it's here. I think they went that way. I'm going. And I was starting to slightly panic. Like, I'm lost. This is horrible. And this is thick brush, thick woods. You can't see anything. That's when I yelled out, guys, where are you? And that's when my man, Randy, had just been coming back for his little lost sheep. And he heard me, and so I heard his voice, and I turned, and I was like, there's no trail here, but I'm going. And I just plowed right through, and I found him. And the relief that I had when I got to the other side was amazing. Now, I wasn't out there for hours and dying of thirst, no, but still, that, that horrible, awful trail that I was on was hard. And it, 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 it kind of freaked me out a little bit. It cost me all kinds of damage. Now, actually, there's a God story of why I got lost, and uh, I, I won't share it now, but it, it's a cool story. And for extra credit, ask Christopher Mulcahy of why I got lost. It's really cool. He tells the story really well, so ask him. You see that crazy path that I was on? It's like that when we are not submitting ourselves fully to God. That's our path that we're on in life, in this world, when we say, I got this, I, I can figure it out on my own understanding, I'm leaning on myself, I'm not submitting myself to you, God, I can do this. Sure, I got it done, but good grief, that was rough. So let's read that verse again, Proverbs 3, 6. In, in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. The New Living Translation says, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. The reality is that there are many paths in life to take. God gives us a free will. We can do it on our own, or we can trust him, submit to him. He will make our path straight if we submit to him. I guarantee it. There's another little fill-in you can put in there in your handout. It says, if my current path is killing me, maybe it's time to recalibrate. If my current path is killing me, maybe it's time to recalibrate. Folks, how are you doing with trusting God right now? I'm asking myself, how are we doing with trusting God right now? Are you currently in a crisis? 
and wondering how you can actually trust God because maybe you feel like he's distant. Maybe you have not gotten the answer that you wanted. How are you trusting God with your finances? Maybe you've said, okay, God, you can have this much, but not 10%. That's too much. How are you trusting God with your health? How are you trusting him in your marriage, in your job? How are we doing? See, our, again, our own earthly understanding really might not make a, lot, make a lot of sense. From what our earthly understanding is, it doesn't add up to a hill of beans compared to God's understanding. Why would we forget to trust in God? Why do I forget to trust in God sometimes? I'm not up here telling you that trusting in God with all your heart, with all your strength, I'm not saying that that's easy. Peter, there's a story in the Bible, Peter walked on water. We maybe have heard that story. He wasn't able to walk on the water until he stepped out of the boat, right? And why was he able to walk on the water? He trusted Jesus. The story goes on, he actually then ended up sinking. Why did he sink? He stopped trusting. But you know, in all reality, it's actually the easiest thing to submit and trust in God to take care of everything for us. It's the easiest thing we can do. Jesus reminds us that in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think maybe there's someone in the room this morning that needs to just hear this. Stop leaning on your own understanding. Stop trying to make earthly sense of it all. Submit all your ways to him. So again, that's point number two. We should still trust God because he straightens our streets. Clint is going to come up in a minute to close, but before he does, take a look at this little video.
Thanks, Landon. So, obviously, the theme today is trust, and um, 2020 has been a difficult year. Um, I think we can all kind of nod our heads on that one. And uh, I don't know about you, but there have been times when I'm like, God, you, sh- you sure you still got this? This isn't, this isn't working out the way that I think it should be working out. And, um, and yet, in the midst of it, God has still got it, right? I mean, God is still trustworthy in the midst of it. And there have been times when I've had to have a kind of a one-on-one with God and go, okay, God, I'm, I'm back in this, man. I, I trust you in the midst of this. Lyndon said, our own understanding is too nearsighted. God knows what is best. Not supposed to lean on our own understanding. So here's the deal. We don't understand what's been happening or why it's been happening. We may figure it out before, you know, we reach heaven, but most likely we're going to figure it out or be told it, I guess, when we get to heaven one day. Um, But there's an opportunity for us today to trust God again. All right, that's going to be the prayer opportunity today. Because when we do trust him, he does make our path straight. When we acknowledge him, when we completely submit to him in all of our ways, in everything that's going on, he will straighten our paths. It'll happen. So here's the deal. If if you have struggled with trusting God recently, I want to pray for you. That's just really it. If today is a day where you're like, okay, God, you're right. I need to trust you in all of this. I want to invite you to stand and I want to just want to pray for you. Is there anyone where you just know, I just need to trust you again, God. I just need to trust you. I'm going to do that today. I'm going to do that today. Thank you guys all for standing. And there is power in public declaration, guys. I just want to tell you that. Yes, you can pray a prayer at home alone, but man, there is power when we stand in public and just declare, God, I'm going to trust you again. Because you know what? God knows your heart. I don't. But God knows your heart, and so he knows if you've been doubting him. He knows. And so this is a time for you just to stand and say, yes, God, I'm going to trust you again, even when I don't understand. All right. Thank you all for standing. Anyone else where you just know, man, I probably should do this. kind of know the drill. If you would, look around, you know, put your eye on someone and just pray for them as I, as I pray for them. All right, let's pray. God, and if you're standing, you might want to just lift your hand out just as a, just a sign that you're receiving. So God, I pray for everyone that's standing right now, God. Man, you know their hearts, Lord. You know the challenges they've had. You know what they've been told, their, their circumstances, God, and, and you know their heart when they've when they've doubted. So Lord, I pray right now, first of all, that you would forgive them for doubting. And Lord, I pray that you would restore their faith and their trust in you right now. 
as Peter looked around at the storm and he began to sink. Lord, you didn't let him sink down below the water to his death. God, you reached out, you grabbed his hand, you lifted him up up out of the water and you put him in the dry boat again. You restored him, God. So Lord, I pray for that kind of restoration of everyone that is standing today, Lord. Restore their faith in you, restore their trust in you, restore their hope, restore their joy, restore their peace, God, in Jesus' name, right now, right now, Father, right now, in Jesus' name. Give them the peace that surpasses all understanding, that's not dependent on their circumstances, Father. Lift them up and carry them, Father, today, we pray. In Jesus' name, let's all stand. And God, we pray that you would be with us as a church, Lord, that we would be a beacon of light that shares and shows the love of Christ and the hope of salvation to a lost and dying generation, God. Father, I pray that we would have hope, that we would have joy, that we would have peace, even when the whole world is in in an uproar, God. Let us shine, Jesus, Lord, everywhere we go. Let us shine. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Lyndon's teaching today. And I pray that we would walk out of here changed. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.